Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. My name is Rabbi Abby Sasland, and today we are learning Masachet Sukkah Daf Yud Aleph, page 11. On our Daf, the Mishnah continues the discussion of what makes a kosher sukkah, specifically what makes the covering, the schach, of the sukkah kasher or pasul, what makes the schach valid or invalid. Zehaklal. Here is the rule, the Mishnah says. Kolshehu mikabel tumah, ve'ein gidulo mina'aretz. Anything that can acquire tumah, that is, um, can acquire impurity, or does not grow from the ground, cannot be used for schach. Ein misakhin bo. V'chol she'ein no mikabel tumah, Anything that does not acquire tum'ah and does grow from the ground can be used for schach. So the Gemara asks for proof for this Mishnah. What is the source for this ruling? From where are these words derived? Reish Lakish says, well, it's clear. It's from the line in the second chapter of Breshit, this idea. A mist ascended from the earth. Just as a mist is a thing that is not susceptible to Tum'ah, says Reish Lakish, just as a mist is something that grows from the earth, so too the schach must be not susceptible to Tum'ah and to grow from the earth. This is very strange. We must ask ourselves, what? How did Rish Lakish get from schach, the covering of the sukkah, to the mist that rose from the earth during the creation story? It feels like the classic Gemara logic, strange and hard to understand. But upon a deeper look, it makes beautiful sense. In order to understand Rish Lakish's connection from schach to the mist, we have to go ahead a few lines. I always tell my students to read onwards in the Gemara when they are confused because the lines ahead may explain the line we are working on now. So it turns out that Reish Lakish's understanding becomes clear when we look at the famous debate about why we sit in a sukkah in the first place. In the famous Machloket, the debate between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Elazar, one says that the Sukkot that we sit in today represent Sukkot Mamash, the actual booths that were erected in the desert for protection. And the other says that the Sukkot are a representation of Anane Kavod, the clouds of glory that surrounded us when we walked through the desert. By the way, um, who says which thing is not so clear. In most versions of the Babylonian Talmud, it is Rabbi Akiva who says Sukkot Mamash, and Rabbi El Azar who says Ananei Kavod, but in other sources they are reversed. 
I like that. We don't exactly know which says which rabbi says which because what it shows us again is that both of these ideas are have a lot of value. But um, I'd like to focus on this Anane Kavod idea for a minute, the clouds of glory. Evidently, Reish Lakish holds that the Sukkot represent the Anane Kavod, the clouds of glory, because mist comes from the clouds. And so the Schach has to be like mist. Interesting. But then, if you don't believe that the Sukkot today represent the clouds of glory, the Gemara asks, how would one explain why the schach needs to be not susceptible to Tumah and also growing from the ground. Aha, says Rav Dimi in the name of Rabbi Yochanan. This is connected to the Chagiga sacrifice, the festival sacrifice. Since the Chagiga sacrifice did not need to be susceptible, was not permitted to be susceptible to Tumah and also needed to be from the ground, so too the schach must be the same. But let's go back for a minute to that debate itself. If the Sukkot that we put up today are meant to commemorate the Anane Kavod, the clouds of glory, then, as the commentators asked, why isn't there a festival to commemorate the other miracles in the desert? The clouds of glory, the Anane Kavod, were one of the great miracles in the desert, which, as we learn, is one of three great miracles that happened to us as we traveled for the 40 years. The mana, say the commentators, should have its own festival, as well as the well of water that traveled with us in the merit of Miriam. That should have its own festival. Why would the Anane Kavod be the only miracle of the desert to have a holiday just for them? Aha. The answer goes, as presented by the Vilna Gaon and Rab Sadok Cohen from Lublin in the Preet Sadiq, Sukkot is not actually about the Anane Kavod, per se, but rather it's about when the Anane Kavod were returned to the people. So God actually removed the Anane Kavod from our people after the sin of the golden calf. And so we went for a while without Anane Kavod protecting us. And the clouds of glory did not actually return to us until after we had atoned for the golden calf on Yom Kippur. So the question then is, why not on Yom Kippur? Why don't we celebrate the clouds of glory on Yom Kippur? Because the Anane Kavod returned five days later when we began the work of the Mishkan when we rededicated ourselves to the worship of God. So in the end, as the Vilna Gaon and the Pritzadik explain, the festival of Sukkot is not actually a commemoration of the Anane Kavod, but a commemoration of the return of the Anane Kavod and the atonement that we had just achieved on Yom Kippur and the beginning of our new religious life with the building of the Mishkan, our movable religious home. So the protection that God provided and continues to provide us is represented in the Anane Kavod and then in our Sukkah itself today. But it's also the forgiveness that came and comes even today with that protection. So the Anane Kavod and the Sukkah today represent God's watching over us 
God's protective energy, but also God's ability to forgive us and to move on. As we move from atonement to building our own mini Mishkan, from Yom HaKippurim to the holiday of Sukkot. Until tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.